0: This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org.
0: Back and it's heavy metal day. Kalu Kalei. Can you dig it? Hail Satan must be Satan responsible for this beautiful weather is getting near Halloween and it feels like summer. That is some seriously dark magic. I'll tell you what else uh, Dean Risper. What's dark magic is this slushy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, starting yeah, to wonder, I is think... this what Alzheimer's is going to feel like? Well, I, I, <laughs> I would I hope so. so. I yeah. would hope so, yeah. Alright, we are joined today with the heavy metal kids. I cannot believe how lucky we are to have these face smelters and shredders with us. Stars of radio and, and, the, and the printed page of dying art. We are really sung heavy metal today as the smart man's medium, never been attempted anywhere. <laughs> before another first for Arts and Seizure. We're we're very progressive here. We came out against sexual harassment, poverty, uh, air pollution, uh, many, many, many things long before. The, death to
2: false metal.
0: Yeah, and death yes. to false metal. And you know what, True. Catherine? Corporate rock still sucks. That's True. right. I'm here with Dean Rispler. Hi. The, hi all hi, right. God of hi. Thunder, bass hi. player for the famous Dick Band, formerly known as the Dictators, and current star of Gimme Radio, the heavy metal radio station.
3: Yes, yes, going quite
0: well. All right, and once again, uh, the beautiful Catherine Terman is here, who produces Nights with Alice Cooper, the second greatest radio show of all time, Uh, also co-author of Louder Than Hell, which is the heaviest book of all time. Also, also... Uh, DJ on Gimme Radio and, as well. And soon to be an emerging star yes, on Gimme Radio. Yes, thanks to one Mike Edison. The connection was made. A shittick. That's it. I love this. You know, if you make three shitticks, you get to go to heaven, or at least that's what my grandma used to tell me. And now we're also doing a special star tuner, making her radio debut here at Arts and Seizures. It's Julie Turley, the heavy metal librarian. Yay! I told you. This is, this is head-banging head for smart people. This is, how, this is how you can bang your head and not destroy your brain. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. I'm just here to do some deep
4: database searching that anyone
0: might need. <laughs> Julie is a very legit librarian representing um, a very uh, expensive East Coast university. <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to be joined a little bit by our friend Mike McPadden calling in from Chicago, but though he's a Brooklyn boy, author of uh, best heavy metal books, just to name but one. Well, this is great. I can't believe we're here. Question. I feel like John McLaughlin on the old John McLaughlin Report. No. Um, right, wait. No. not, 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 not,
3: not Intermounting
0: Flame. Is, is, he, is he is that metal?
3: <laughs> no, but but yeah, definitely definitely has an influence on some of those metal.
0: Uh so I want to talk about musical bigotry. Yeah. I don't talk, you know, divisive politics of music. It seems yes. very timely. Is metal still in the ghetto?
3: Uh some of it is, yeah. I mean, I mean uh, there are there are uh there are unfortunately ignorant people all around the world. <laughs> so you're going to find bands that are ignorant in uh, metal and punk and hardcore who are uh, definitely uh, are definitely not, they don't have their shit together. And, they, you know, there's, there, there's there's national socialist black metal bands and there's <laughs> national socialist oi bands and skinhead bands. Well, and what skinhead re- bands what and I'm really getting re- re- punk
0: used to be the, the you know, the red-haired orphan of the musical world. Yes. And people would make fun of it for its incompetence and general yes. lack of uh, content, you know, yes. intellectual content. Um, but punk sort of grew up. Punk is now considered art and hip and people are now claiming punk roots that they never even had. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... <laughs> Has met-
2: that happened with metal? I don't know. Well,
0: yeah, I, th- I think so. I, th- I think I think
3: there's definitely uh, an art to metal and that there are bands that are considered artists and, and doing their own art. The, the thing is, with with all extreme music there's always going to be reactionaries and like with punk with punk when punk came out it was like a, it it was a reactionary like anti you know like fuck society fuck politics fuck everybody we want to do what we want to do anarchy you know all that kind of stuff and of course there was a reactionary movement against that like a skinhead reactionary movement that was like no, uh, we're all about fascism. <laughs> so
0: so <laughs> that's, that, that, what, that's this, what unites us. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's
3: that's the same thing that happened in metal. I, I mean, re- there's, there's bands that are like there's there's bands that are totally metalheads. I knew back
0: in the day hated the Ramones because they said they couldn't play. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. But, you know, I will say the fact
2: that Julia is here, the scholarly side of metal is really surprising me. I, I knew a, a kid in the last few years who was very into metal. He is also going to librarian school. And uh, there does seem to be it's being addressed in conferences. It's, it's getting a, a gravitas, yeah. I guess.
4: There's more um, heavy metal scholarly literature Every day, um, I'm trying to contribute to that. Um, I'm currently working on a paper on the heavy metal memoir, which I think is in its golden age. Um, There's just been a a proliferation of of heavy metal memoirs, um, rock and roll memoirs, um, which are fascinating. Most of them are... uh, rock and recovery memoirs that sort of follow the paradigm of addiction and recovery.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, they're redemption stories. The
0: behind the music formula.
4: Yeah, and yeah. exactly. Well, well, what's
0: your favorite? I mean, the heavy well, you know I what? like that you proclaimed it to be the golden age of the heavy metal memoir. You know,
2: I, w- I would agree. When when I got the book deal for Louder Than Hell on Harper HarperCollins, uh, they'd just done the Dave Mustaine book. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were talking about, since my co-writer and I, John Wiederhorn, were in the, the middle of it, they're like, you know, who else can we get? They're like, can you reach out to Jason Newsted for me, whoever. But I, I feel like so. They, they also felt that so many people had already done their books that it was almost reaching... You know, saturation.
0: Rock Biles' rock rock memoirs got very saturated very quickly, not just across metal, but I think after Keith Richards' book came out, there was a giant rush to sign people up. And Mm -hmm. by the time, um, I mean, it was great for Steve Tyler, it was great for Ozzy, but after that, it started getting to people who weren't the front men and weren't Ozzy. You mean someone
2: in Godsmack? Um, I don't even know if he's done
0: it sorry (laughs) you're the bass player in Coldplay the ball kind of rolled off the table by the way Ozzy's book thumbs up I thought Ozzy's book was incredibly funny for a book that I had went in with like not the greatest expectations not thinking that um, Ozzy was going to be a great man of letters very very funny book Steven Tyler by the way not so much he wrote it with um A very high-priced, gunslinging ghostwriter, and really tried to make the whole thing sound like in-between song patter, Mm. and failed spectacularly.
3: I haven't read either of those.
0: And
2: you know what I just got? I was going to say, I just got the Bruce Dickinson one, and I I have to say, I opened right to the photos, and there were, you know, Bruce has not changed much over the years. But the thing is, I kind of looked for baby photos and marriage and kids, (laughs) and I didn't see it. And I was Mm. bummed out, maybe that's a female thing. So I flipped to the back to see if there was an index, and there was a little afterword from Bruce, like... We're not talking about children, relationships, divorces of anyone. I'm like,
0: oh, not going to read it. <laughs> uh, my problem with memoirs generally is they, they start too early and end too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, no, no, no. we need the halcyon days of really, the yeah, sex really. and drugs. It's, it's, and a, it's and like, 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 you know, if I'm going to read the Guns N' Roses book, I kind of really just want to know about, like, you know, the period of, like, say, you know, 1985 to right. maybe 1989. Exactly. Do not care what you did before. <laughs> Don't give a fuck what you did after. But wait, which
2: Guns N' Roses
0: book? There isn't an official one, <laughs> is
4: there, how many Guns and Roses know.
0: books actually are there at this point?
4: Well, you know, Slash has his own, own memoir. Duff has his own memoir. Um, Stephen, Stephen Adler, yeah. Those, I mean, those are
0: recovery books, right? Yeah. Duff and uh, Steve. Uh,
4: yes, Duffs and Slash's definitely are, and, and Stephen Adler's and S- S- Stephen too, I think. Yeah. He's kind of a notorious drug guy. He's not really. He's, I think he's still struggling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was the only one See, of those three. That's on what Duff. I
0: want. I want the drug book without the recovery part. Yeah.
4: Wait. <laughs> the, why does heavy metal have laptop
0: have a happy ending? Isn't that kind of... And, 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 for the it whole didn't... For, hey,
2: wait. Lemmy's book, White Line Fever, no happy ending. He right. died still drinking and presumably doing drugs and a sad ending because he's gone, but a good life because he didn't... Uh, he never compromised his... Yeah. Exactly. I, I, he I switched from Jack and Coke to OJ and I mean, Dr. I mean, that's a compromise I mean, it, that it's, I'm it's,
0: in. It's tragic yeah I mean, but Lenny died I mean, it's not a surprise he, he, he switched to vodka for health reasons mm-hmm. and yeah. never stopped Clear, yeah. staying wired the whole time I mean, right. Lenny's a hero I think that's a good way to go I think so I, I think, think it's so. what
4: he wa- I think it's how he wanted his story to end in
0: that, in that I, 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 I think yeah. it's, it's quite perfect yeah. actually speaking of booze we took a poll to find out what was the most heavy metal wine and the answer came back resoundingly Jack Daniels <laughs> okay. As we call it now, the Lemmy. <laughs> uh, that being said, though, uh, what is the most you I want to ask, because you've been hanging out with Maynard uh, at James of Tool, right? Well, yeah, the interesting thing is he lives in Arizona, which is Man not James a great
2: wine-growing region, but ma- he's managed to make some really wonderful wines. I don't know... If he is the winemaker, and I think he names them all after relatives. I just got a bottle, I think, named after his grandmother. I can't remember. So, how was it? Was it. it? was it, um, it's really good. Potable? It very much so. <laughs> I, I think he's actually serious about it, where there's other people. I think Mustaine was really
3: this. serious about it. I met, is he? I met Mustaine a few weeks ago. Oh, I okay. trained him for becoming a me DJ radio. on Gimme Radio. Wait, so you, tra-
0: you trained Mustaine? Yes. I, okay, I want to read your memoir, Training Mustaine. I know.
3: Um, let's just say I was really happy when we left. <laughs> I'm not going to go any deeper into that, <laughs> but Mustaine was very serious. First, we got there, and he gave us Megadeth beer. He has his own Megadeth beer. That company Unibrow from uh, up in uh, They're Quebec. Good. They're actually <laughs> you know, really you know, good. You know, Quebec, you know Quebec, they make the La Fin the Modite, and a couple other Unibrow. R- yeah, yeah. Bro, I, I don't. Think. I think that's. Yeah, we, I don't know. I, I think tetra. That's, Well, either way, he we had a, a, a Megadeth, Megadeth beer, which was pretty awesome. And then he would talked about his wines and how like. They're all doing amazing, and he's like, "Oh well, you know, if you're gonna I, the way I look at it is if you're gonna do something, do it right." So I, I understood that, and supposedly his wines are getting great reviews. And will I that work not, for his
2: radio show? The do it right concept is that. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I
3: I I I have a feeling we're gonna have to hire more lawyers after his show because
2: it's all oh, Lars he's, James, he's, Lars James. No,
3: smell? it's even it's the shit he was talking about. Ooh. About other people. It was great. It was great. No, it's great. I can't get into it, but it's great.
0: All right. Uh, That's on Gimme Radio. So tell me about Gimme Radio.
3: Well, Gimme Radio is uh, um, if you go to gimmeradio.com, you could sign up for free. It's no ads, no subscriptions. It's 24 hours, seven days a week of heavy metal. Awesome. We have Catherine has a show. I have a show. We have Randy Blythe from uh, Lamb of God has a show. We have uh, Will Carroll from Death Angel. Uh, Dave Mustaine has a show coming up soon we got um, uh, Ross the Boss from Man of War and Dictators and Ross the Boss Band we have Johan Hegg from I'm on uh, it's a cavalcade uh, of stars yeah it's, it's pretty awesome more
0: stars than there are in the sky
3: yeah got a lot of writers like Catherine uh, uh, Boz from uh, Decibel uh, Albert from Decibel is going to be chiming I heard
0: in. you saying before though you are talking to Catherine about a show and you, and you said well that stuff you're playing isn't metal I heard you say that
3: yes Yes, there off is the some. Air, there, is, the there is some. There is some non-metal stuff getting played, once right. in a while. Well,
2: which begs the question: Rage Against the Machine, metal or not, Julie?
4: <laughs> metal. I mean, you know, why? Why should <laughs> we? Why can't metal no. be a big tent?
1: It, you could, know? it could
3: be. I mean, it falls under the metal tent, but it's huh. just, like, I don't know. I just want everything to be. Uh, I, I don't want everything to be to be the same on that. Fascist. On, on, I don't know. I don't want it to be like that way, and I want there to be different stuff. It just. Um, I just
0: don't like Rage Against the Machine. I guess yeah, I mean, <laughs> we all have our preferences. Yeah, I just and don't like it. Well, what, do you, what do you think? Like when metal, like metal bands like uh, go, go, go kind of pop. I mean, like what? the weird thing. Like, listen, speaking of like you know bigotry and decisiveness. Definitely, when we grew up, you were a metalhead, you were a punk. Um, yeah. You know, I felt like I always got caught sort of between a rock and a hard place. I never liked. Certain heavy metal growing up, we've talked about this yeah, you know, we, well, a lot. Judas Priest I, and the new wave of yeah. British heavy metal. I never liked that, but I love Deep Purple and, yeah. and we all get along on Motorhead and Black Sabbath, my all-time yeah, yeah. favorite. And yeah. certainly Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix. If you consider that metal, yes. yeah, that's where I, that's where I am. Yes. Well, the, the reason I like Catherine's
3: show is, but she plays a lot of like LA glam stuff mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I want to hear on there. I want to hear. Pretty Boy Floyd. I want to hear Black and Blue. I want to hear Bang Tango. I want to hear that stuff on the radio because, because <laughs> it's it's a it's Johnny another, Crash, it's, it's Little Caesar, yeah, it's Little Caesar, the, li- C- the librarian was Hags. going nuts with Bang C- Tango, Sea Hags, right? Sea C- C- Hags, yes. Salty Dog, yes. And like like bands like that, like some of those songs are great, and I I like you know I was not a hair metal fan growing up, but some of those songs are great, and it's great to hear them back in the you know. In in retrospect, some of it just sounds like pop music, though.
0: I mean, of
3: course, of course.
4: You know, and I hate to, to, I don't want to sound sexist, but those were the bands that the girls were really drawn to. Of course, Poison, the the, the Hair, Cinderella, Britney Fox, because girls are bands that look like girls.
3: Well, yeah, they were sharing, they were sharing hair products on the road. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah, and in fact, that Salty Dog song, uh, I think, Come Along. I think the line is, "Sweet little baby, she's my hot dog bun." So oh, that's yeah. that's not sexist, very, very right? B- <laughs> What's the matter with being sexy? Yeah. Being sexy, nothing
4: wrong
0: with the being. It's a fine sex. line, but fine well, line. The fine yeah. line. What, what is it about heavy metal, though? That the tropes of heavy metal are definitely there's like a, like a, the violent sexuality and a lot of leather. Well, it depends what you're, what you're listening to. Dean's wearing leather now. Am I? We're all wearing leather. Somewhere. For those of you in Radio no, Land, this is the hottest group of people we've ever had. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but none more than the heavy metal librarian, of course. Um, we're going to take a break. But before we do, Dean, I want to give a moment up to your friend in Celtic Frost. We Yeah.
3: yeah I found out this morning that uh, Martin Ain from Celtic Frost and Hellhammer, he uh, died uh, yesterday at the age of 50, had a heart attack fucking great guy like awesome guy like totally cool I met him uh, with my friend Eric Keller out in uh, Lucerne Switzerland they came to see the dictators play Martin was a huge dictators fan and he gave me tons of Celtic Frost Celtic Frost shirts and uh, some other stuff and he's uh, I sent him toys he's a big toy collector I sent him all he's like Rare toys and stuff like, like marital aids and rubber goods. No, nothing like that. Nothing like that. More <laughs> like you know, like Japanese toys and weird toys, collectibles, and stuff. So, uh, uh but he's uh, he was a great guy, 50 years old, too young, too young to go, but uh, he left a great legacy.
0: Hellhammer and Celtic, Fro- uh, Celtic Frost will. Always be Alright, right, well, let's listen to some Celtic Frost. And uh, you listen to Arts and Seizures. It's heavy metal day. Can you dig it? This is Mike Edison with the greatest group of all time. Let's spin Celtic Frost. We're coming back with author and star Mike McPadden. We'll be back in one second here on Arts and Seizures. Yeah. Whoa, can you dig it back here Whoa. on Hearts Seizures. That's right, that's Dean Ristler, the God of Thunder. We're here with Catherine Turman and of course, the heavy metal librarian, Julie Turi. And you know what, of um, Dean, that the cross. That sounds like a lot of the, the hardcore bands and thrash bands, uh, punk rock bands, the CBGBs oh, yeah. bands totally. that I was listening to, and that line between totally. punk rock and heavy metal is a fine one. But back in the day, I remember when bands started going over to the dark side, they would be accused of selling out because they were starting to sound too metal, getting away from the 77 yep. oh, yeah. formula.
3: Totally. uh, Totally. I like all that stuff. Because I like, I'm a huge metalhead. I grew up a metalhead. So, and then, when I was 13, I bought a Dead Kennedys record. Because I kept reading all these uh, interviews of metal bands and how they were trying to get faster and faster and faster. And that's what I was into. I was into Motorhead, Venom, Metallica, anything that was faster and faster. And all these guys were like, oh, yeah, we listened to The Misfits and Discharge and Dead Kennedys and, you know, Slayer. Slayer was like, oh, yeah, we listened to Dead Kennedys. Oh, I I just you know I was 13 years old. I was going I was like I got to start buying hardcore records and punk rock. <laughs> That's, and then I was like you know that that complete I, my life was already ruined by then. But that just sent me down the rabbit hole. Metallica sort of put the Misfits over with the metal crowd, right? They did. They did, but I I was already into Misfits yeah.
0: before that. Hey, I'm from New Jersey, man. It was Misfits country. I, hey, I'm sorry. Well, speaking sorry. of Misfits. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're from Long Island, which is an oddly no. weird place. Like... I am originally
3: from where our next guest, Mike McPadden, is Brooklyn, from. Brooklyn, New York? From Sheepshead Bay.
0: County of Kings?
3: Brooklyn. Home, and home of Roland Roaster. I
2: was going to say, speaking of Halloween and Misfits, next week, don't you have a Halloween show? Which we could all be part of, too, I, but we're I, not. I, I
0: love you, Kat, for pitching. Everybody here is welcome, because it's a big tent here. But yes, that's next week. We've got Emmy Award-winning makeup artist Lucy O'Reilly is going to give Woo! you Halloween tips. I hear she's cool. And also, <laughs> one of our favorites, the Rosie Shop, former cocktail columnist for the New York Times, and a very witchy woman is going to join us. Job. For the ultimate, yeah, ultimate Halloween job. show. Also, Pizza Rumble will be back next week. But... First, right now. right now, right here, right now, and right everything, right now, <laughs> we've got all the way from Chicago, Illinois, calling back to the County of Kings, it's our friend Mike McPadden, author of If You Like Metallica, Heavy Metal Movies, and many, many more, that was my Joe Franklin voice, Mike, many, many more, how you doing, buddy?
5: <laughs> much appreciated, I'm... <laughs> and I'm very much starving over the uh, reference to Rolling Road right
3: yeah, I'm sorry, Mike, I'm sorry, Mike. I, I, yeah, I, I I'm did, from
5: Flatbush. Oh, I, I grew up
3: over by Brooklyn College. Oh, I thought you grew up in uh, in Sheepshead
0: Bay.
5: I mean, I spent <laughs> enough time there. Uh, <laughs> I, as you said, that was rolling, Roaster so, country. Yeah. So. so, which
0: is more metal, Brooklyn or Queens? Brooklyn, 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 definitely.
5: Yeah, it's Brooklyn because of uh, Sir Lord Baltimore and the war.
3: Oh, yes, so, yeah. got Zig it, Zag, yeah, right? zigzag records.
5: Yeah, Zigzag Records on uh, Avenue, was it T or U? anyway. Okay, right, well, we, so are Avenue, the, you, you. Yeah.
0: we are the County of Kings. Yes. So, Mike, we've got uh, Julie here, the heavy metal librarian. I thought this was a good opportunity for you, great author. I'm joining another great author here, Kat. Uh, what's Hi. your favorite heavy metal book, and you being the author of many of them? Don't name one of your own. Or do. <laughs> Who, who's, Mike who's, who's McPadden, what's your favorite heavy metal book? Did we lose him? Did we lose Me? Mike?
2: Yeah. Yeah, oh, Mike. Yeah. Uh, We know it's early, but come on. My favorite
5: heavy metal book is my own. Yes, of course. Uh, Of course. And then followed by Catherine's book. Uh, And I mean that most sincerely.
0: Well, her book is heavier than than yours is. And if you disagree, you just don't know the math. It's like three fucking pounds. (laughs) Actually, like 2.2, but...
5: Uh, I wonder well, if you put our books together If it would add up to 6.66 pounds
0: Oh, <laughs> or if they would have a baby and That's then an we wouldn't experiment have to we do. should do on the air I think you should write another book and get it up to 7.14 Yo <laughs> oh. <laughs> or, a, or a 4.20 well, book Well Mike, maybe. you did write the book on heavy metal movies What is the best heavy metal movie? Uh,
5: the best heavy metal movie is This is Spinal Tap Which oh. is also my favorite comedy of all time It
0: That's is the good And so. oddly, heavy metal not known for being funny Generally speaking,
5: no, no, just the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of room, especially early on. I mean, now you know, as you as you guys were talking about, like all the walls have come down. There really is nothing that separates punk, hardcore, metal, and uh, thrash, and Lady Gaga. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 all just it's all just hard rock, and uh, as it should have always been. But I guess they had to develop on their own. And uh, my, you know, I came to it through punk, and as I wrote about it, "If You Like Metallica," another five book. Um, I was uh, hanging out by Washington Square Park when I was 17, listening to some punk rock cassettes on a Walkman, and a uh, most alluring punk girl walked by in a Metallica T-shirt, and I walked up to Tower Records and bought Ride the Light. <laughs>
0: there you that, go. That's that's by the way, that's how decisions used to be made. Yes. Pre-internet. Yeah. Pretty girl T-shirt. Equals record sales. Yes. Wait,
2: but I have to ask: What about people who you see now wearing an Iron Maiden or a Judas Priest shirt, and you don't think they like the band, and it's a
0: fashion thing? How
2: do
4: we oh feel Oh my God! Mm-hmm. They, they well, they, they it's got ubiquitous, it. Ubiquitous.
0: Yeah. They got it at Old Navy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I got to think about people who buy yeah. clothing that's already distressed. Mm-hmm. You know, like like somebody buys like a guitar that's already distressed. <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. earn yeah. that shit. Yeah. You know, it's like like buying jeans that are already ripped. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, no, you see a lot of like Pink Floyd shirts and Rolling Stone shirts. You know, like dude, but you do there, there. The, the
3: sheer amount of uh, Misfits and Ramones shirts yeah. that you see, where the owner of the shirt, the wearer of the shirt, has no idea right. what they're what they're wearing.
0: Ramones, <laughs> Jesus Christ, and the Misfits, both ubiquitous.
3: Yeah,
5: and yeah, I, it's really it's something really offensive to me about the the spanking clean Ramones T-shirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I bought I bought my first Ramones T shirt. I think I was like forty five years old. I had never had one. And I, was, <laughs> I was I was I was at the, um, uh, the leukemia benefit for uh, uh, um, Johnny uh, Johnny Ramone, right? Yeah. Um, and I thought, okay, the money. I never owned a uh, Ramones shirt, but I, I mean, I washed it and I wore it about five thousand times before it came out of the house. I just, I mean, it was, by that time I was forty eight. <laughs> by that time I was forty eight before it was ready. And, and, and you know, I, we played with the Ramones numerous times back in the day, but for some reason I never owned a Ramones shirt.
5: Yeah, the first time I saw you, Mister Edison, was it uh, uh, was it Vasser? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, you, you were at Sharky's that thing. Shocky's machine opens for the Ramones. Our you you talk about that as a legendarily terrible show I thought it was great to the point that I remembered you and was thrilled (laughs) when Peter Landau introduced us like six months later
0: we were harshly booed off the stage that's a tough gig opening for the Ramones especially at a college because the kids there they're not real punks they don't really want they're not there for anything but to see the Ramones and to say they saw the Ramones the colleges were a very weird place opening up the Ramones it was a lot of fuck you but but the first note the first fucking note there were like shoes flying at us I mean fucking shoes
3: hey (laughs) but nice shoes like like, you know, fast faster shoes. Faster <laughs> shoes. But, like 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 topsiders, yeah, soders, yeah. Nice, nice, shoes, nice shoes. loafers, um, Sperry's, uh, J. Crew, <laughs> nice nice shoes. But the pennies in the that you get hit with the penny would pop out of the loaf. <laughs> yeah.
5: the
0: ultimate frisbee team was like there, ready to kick our asses. Yeah, exactly. I was fast. Well, I, I appreciate my, this one's fat that way. How long did we last before we actually went down On just like a hail of debris? It was a, that was a tough night. Um, it was, you know, it was, uh, it was the better part of 15 minutes. I'm going <laughs> to say you made it past 10. Well, I've, I've had entire relationships that didn't last that long that I consider very successful. <laughs> um, what's the scariest heavy metal band? Halloween's coming up, and we're talking about the Misfits, who hardly qualifies heavy metal, though they've kind of dallied a little bit with in like, post-Danzig versions of it, and Danzig himself was sort of, is Danzig heavy metal? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I will say I was at the... Is Mar- Johnny
0: Cash heavy metal? No. But Danzig writes for Johnny Cash. Or sort of. Well, <laughs> that's all right, though. See that my grave kept clean? That doesn't sound like metal to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm really trying to st- I'm trying to stretch it. Cause I, well, I was going to bring up Marilyn Manson
2: because I was at the show oh. in New York where he was injured on stage. And it's funny. A lot of people are like, he's a pussy. He didn't get hurt. blah. blah, blah. Uh, but I don't know if you guys saw no, this. No, he I, went all—he went out on a stretcher. Yes, hey. he did. He did. Yeah, uh, and that was scary. But so was he. He's definitely Halloweeny. He—I think he has something. He does it. This is Halloween, which might be in a Tim Burton movie. It might be Nightmare Before. Cr- I don't know. But uh, I, I was looking for shows. I mean, for songs to play for Alice Cooper's Halloween mm-hmm. show, and I—I'm playing some Cramps. It's exciting because it's a commercial. FM radio station I could awesome. get. And who would have, have seen
0: the day when the cramps were going to be played? did someone tell me they heard the cramps uh, on like a beer commercial or uh, a commercial oh, or something like yeah. a cruise or, no, uh, no. or a couch or someone? I'll go on that cruise. Someone told me recently they heard
3: a cr- cramp song on a commercial and I, I recently heard I want to destroy you by the Soft Boys mm-hmm. on a yeah. on a subway on a subway sandwich ad.
5: It's a subway commercial. <laughs> subway commercial. I, our jaws hit the floor yeah. here in Chicago. Yeah. it was insane.
3: It's insane. It's
0: well, insane. I think a lot of people that were fans when we were fans, people of our, our age, are now people who have some. We're now like one for like ad, you know, companies and yeah. are, are creatives yeah. and have some sort of degree of power to say. You no, know, Hey, you know that Iggy Pop guy, maybe, maybe y'all should give him another look. I think, I might <laughs> be mistaken,
3: but I think Howie Pyro from uh, The Blessed and Degeneration, I think he had something to do with when uh, some company used the speedies. I want to take your photo for a commercial. I think he had something to do with that. I think speaking
0: speaking of our friend Harry Pyro, I should also plug our show next week at the Bowery Electric. It's the Cramps Tribune Night, part of the Sally Can't Dance series. I will be returning to reprise my role as the crusher. It's very the crusher. That's very exciting. That's right. So don't show wow. up unless you want to get eye gouged. Wow. All right. That's October 26th. And Howie is going to be a DJ and it will be... Uh, Hey, cavalcade of stars! Once again, uh, before we go, I want to ask the heavy metal librarian. You, you uh, you're from Utah. You know, not exactly the fertile heavy metal stomping ground of Long Island and Brooklyn and New Jersey. Uh, how did how did you find all of this Satan's music?
4: Um, well, you know, Salt Lake City was a major stopping point for um, nationally and internationally touring bands. I saw many, many bands go through Salt Lake City. The Salt Palace was a, a, a a, an excellent venue to see uh, and how did the mormon elders feel about these satanic well, bands? You know, I when, was when Warren <laughs> came riding through fucking <laughs> their beast <laughs> well, I was raised mormon and and heavy metal and rock that was my only vice. It was my only allowable vice I had to be super into music because I was kept from every everything else, you know yeah. so, well, uh, Are there mormon heavy cool. metal bands? Uh There are heavy metal bands whose members are Mormon, but they don't. They they they're not thematic. So not Mormon. like a Christian rock. Like no, absolutely striper. not. There's but a- but no, there's there. I'm doing a book right now in oral history on the Salt Lake City punk scene in the 80s, and there was a very vibrant scene then. Two of the uh, members of the most famous band that came out of that scene, the Massacre guys, are now in the Descendants. So they were recruited from Salt Lake City to be in in this Los Angeles band. And there was
2: the movie SLC Punk, which I saw recently. <laughs>
4: yeah, you know, I everybody hate everybody in Salt Lake City who lived through the scene hates that movie because it makes the, it makes us look really stupid. We were very smart.
0: <laughs> Once again, it's been the fastest half hour on the radio today. Can you dig it? Uh, I want to thank all of our guests. Mike McPadden calling in from Chicago. Get his book, Heavy Metal Movies. I like Metallica and many, many more. It's Mike McBeardo McPadden. Find him, Dean Wispler, star of star of stage and now radio. GimmeRadio.com. Yes. Twenty-four hour a day metal. Yeah. Okay face-shredding-for-free.com. Yes. Give yes. me radio. And of course, Catherine Turman is already the star of radio with, uh, with the unruly Alice Cooper. I think that kid's got something. I think someday he's going to make it. We'll see. We'll see. Speaking of scary, he practically invented
2: it. He did, and carries on. He gets his head chopped off every
0: night. And speaking of Alice Cooper, next week we're going to have Lucy O'Reilly on giving makeup tips. The Emmy award-winning makeup artist, Lucy O'Reilly, giving you makeup tips. I was laughing before when we were laughing about um, yeah, the New York Dolls. Like, I always loved the line, I think it was Lisa Robinson said, they passed mascara around like other bands passed around joints. Yes. And that's maybe where it all started. <laughs> Thanks again to Julie Turley, the heavy metal librarian. Please come back. I would love to come back. Okay. This is the smartest half hour on the radio today. Can you dig it? We'll be back next week with Rosie Chappellus here. Riley for Halloween. It's Mike us Hearts and seizures. Can you dig it? See you. We're going out. Wait. Wait. Dean, we're going to play your band before we go. What are we going to hear? What are we going to hear? A uh, song by Cosmo Demonic. All right. I don't know what song. Cosmo Demonic. Yeah. That's starring Dean Rispler. Here we yeah. go. See you guys.